Welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. Great to see you guys here today. I want to say a special hello to all of our campuses right now. Let's also give it up for our God Behind Bars guys. We love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Glad to have you guys a part of our services. Hope you guys had a great holiday season. I know we did. We sat around and watched football all day, uh, like the rest of America, I think, and, and ate. And then we, like, stopped and, like, okay, let's a little, little, let it push down. Okay, let's go back for some more. You know what I'm talking about? Let's let it push down and go back for some more. So that's kind of how that works. And so great to have you guys here. You know, I'm talking about a subject that's pretty heavy. Uh, you know, last week we talked about suicide because there's been a rash of suicides in our community, and we take that very serious. And, uh, and so this week I wanted to just do one more message on this, on depression, because a lot of people, maybe they're not at the point of, of, of considering taking their life, but maybe you kind of get into what I call a seasonal funk, and you just feel like, man, why do I just get so depressed? I get so down during this, this time of year, and it should be a, a, a positive time, a, a time of joy and celebration, a time with family and friends that you really look forward to, but for some people, it's the total opposite of that. And maybe for you, it's an ongoing thing that's long-term. If you've got depression that's going on for years, Honestly, this is your pastor speaking. You need to go see a doctor. That'd be the best thing you can do. But if you've got short-term depression that you just kind of go through seasons, I think that we've got some good answers for you based upon the Word of God. The Word of God can help you with the long-term stuff too. But you do need to get checked out for you know things like your thyroid, things like like your your chemical imbalances, potentially your hormone imbalances in your body. All that stuff matters. And so, what we're going for? Let's share a mission statement together. What are we here to do as a church? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die period. That's what we're all about here at Church Unlimited. Bear with me, my voice is <coughs> going just a little bit, so I'm going I'm to try to, uh, to be brief. That, that's always positive news for everyone sitting in church. So, okay, so I want to give you four simple things today to help you beat depression. And so I want you to take some notes. Please take out your notes sheets if you would. Please take some notes. These are some simple things I've learned over the years. And uh, my, my depression, when I first struggled with it, uh, was almost event-specific. For example, you know, about every 18 months over the last 20 years, someone close to me would leave the church in a huff. But what I failed to know sometimes is that while 500, uh, while 50 people left in a huff and let me know over the course of a year, um, 500 people came in. Our church was growing so rapidly that many people couldn't process that level of change, so they move on. So I didn't know that. No one taught me that until I began to finally get with some mentors that had been a part of a growing church. So anyways, that's not what the message is about, but event-specific depression is very common. For me, something happened internally, though, that, that began to affect me, and that was I began to have really serious back issues. And I, I went to multiple surgeries, multiple doctors, and I know I'm going to get hit up all weekend by everyone telling me, you should do this injection and do that and do that. I've, yes, uh-huh, done it, done it, done it, done it, done it done all those. <laughs> and I've even had now those doctors and those experts tell me, you may just have to live with this. So I don't mean to depress you and to talk about depression, but I just want you to understand that I believe I've got a little bit of expertise here that I can relate to those who just think, man, I just can't escape this difficulty and it just is depressing, right? So a number of years ago, I really had to face this and say, okay, I got to make a decision. I have to change my mindset on these things. If I don't change my mindset on problems, on event-specific difficulties, on loss, and on physical pain, then it's going to eat my lunch. And, and so I had to make a decision. Either I'm going to get on top of it, or it's going to get on top of me. And I chose to get on top of this. And so here are the four things that I personally did. So if this is not just a message. This is a testimony. I'm going to share with you the four things I specifically did. Some of these may seem crazy to you, but I believe they're all biblical. And so I want to share these real quick with you. You guys into this? You guys ready? Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's dive in. Let's do this. Philippians 4.8 says something very profound, yet so simple. It says this, finally, brothers. When you see the word finally in the Bible, that means, hey, this is a big deal. 
Like, in other words, like, if I could just leave you with one thing, you ever heard a preacher or speaker say that? This is Paul's version of that. If I could just tell you one thing, here it is. This is what he said. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And so I want to encourage you to focus on things like that. So for me, that's one of the reasons why I like sports. Uh, the, the other thing I've, I've learned to do is, is to avoid trashy TV. Maybe for you it's news. And so I, I don't watch a lot of news on TV anymore because they always have to have, quote-unquote, both sides. And so then I get to see people fighting. And I'm just like, it just, it, does anyone else get your blood pressure going up? You're like, oh, you know, because there's someone opposite of how you believe is speaking on something. You're like, no, I, no, I disagree with that. I can't believe you. And so I'm like, it just, you can pick your favorite station they're just they're all biased and so when you do that you're just you're tightening up and uh right how is this going to help you feel better it doesn't it's not focused on the right things but yet we have that tv on half the day we have that phone on half the day and man i'm telling you, you start reading some comments on facebook start reading some comments on twitter I mean, uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about right now? It, it can get nasty it's amazing how fast it's like a it's like a rush to the gutter I heard Troy Aikman say that, by the way. He said, Twitter is a race to the gutter. I thought, wow, that's brilliant. It really is. And so you just, I want to encourage you instead uh, to do this. Number one, focus on the right things. Focus on the right things. Whatever you focus on in your life grows. Did you hear that? Whatever you focus on in your life grows. Do you want conflict to grow in your life? Do you want difficulties to grow in your life? you want fear of the world and all its problems to grow in your life? No. And so whatever you focus on grows. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, take every thought captive to obey Christ. So when you have those negative thoughts that oftentimes are triggered by what you're feeding yourself, you got to take those captive. The best way to captivate your mind is to focus on God and focus on all his, all his goodness. So you know what I do? I'm recording all kinds of football games and basketball games. My wife always laughs. She's like, do you even know these teams? I'm like, no, I don't have to know these teams. I just want to watch the game, you know. And so I'm watching football. I don't know who the teams are, you know, whoever it is, East Tennessee State versus St. Ignatius School of the Blind. You know, I'm watching it. I love it, you know. And so it doesn't matter. And so I, I enjoy the game, but then I'll flip over to a little news, you know, but then I find myself just getting down from it, and I'm like, okay, stop. So then I'll flip over to Hillsong Channel, TBN, I flip what there's, there's with my package, I've got like six different Christian stations. And so, and some of it's stuff I would never watch. I'm like, okay, that guy looks like a shyster. I'm off of that, right? I mean, I do the same thing you do. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't look good. But man, I'll find two or three really great TV preachers that really ministered to me. And so, it's a great thing to do. Encourage you to do that. And so, don't be afraid to fill your mind with the right things. It says in Luke chapter 11, 28, but he said, blessed rather, rather means that this is a different type of person than, than the normal person. Right? So blessed rather means that, hey, you're going to be blessed rather than the way everyone else does it. Here's how we should do it. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. I think it's interesting. It doesn't just say read the word of God. It says hear it. So listening to someone else's take on the word of God, again, the right people, can really be a blessing. And so I, I think it's great. I, I, I pray in a, a total biased way that you think I'm your, your best preacher. But even if you don't, that's okay. Go listen to Joe Losteen. Go listen to Stephen Furtick. Go listen to my mentor, Craig Rochelle. Those are amazing guys. Go listen to Ed Young, one of those creative preachers in the world. I love those guys. They, they, they're friends. They're, they're incredible. They're the real deal. And so listen to them. Listen to our TV show. That's fine. But get the Word of God in you. Get a good podcast. You know, maybe, maybe just get three or four that you just listen to. Why? You're feeding your mind the right stuff. 
It's a great thing to do that. So don't be afraid to do it. Follow us online. Go get our app. All our messages are on that. So if one really spoke to you, then just kind of mark it in your mind. Like, I'm going to make sure that I go back and watch that one again. I'm going to go back and listen to that one again. So fill your mind with the right things. Feed your faith. Listen, feed your faith, and your, and you'll, your doubts will starve to death. Why is this so important? Because if you're depressed, you're lacking hope. That's what you need. You need a hope dispenser. Wouldn't it be great at home? I would love to go to the store and order a hope dispenser. Hi, I'd like a hope dispenser. Thank you. And so does that come in a bottle? Awesome. Is like a pump? That'd be great. I need a little more hope. Oh, yeah. Give me a little more hope. That'd be so good. Right? When you listen to the Word of God, it's a hope dispenser. Again, the right preacher. There's, I could take you to the wrong ones. I'm not going to mention any of those. There's people that somehow, I don't know how they pull it off, but they make this negative. I mean, I don't know how they do it. That takes a lot of work. But apparently there's some preachers that can pull that off. When they're so positive, it's so amazing, we get heaven for free because what Jesus did for us, I don't know how you can make that down and negative, but somehow they do. So find the right preachers, but I will tell you one thing, hope dispensers. It's great. Listen to Christine Kane. She's amazing. Listen to Joyce Meyer. Incredible woman of God. God's used her powerfully over the world. Bishop Jakes, one of my favorites. And so whoever, listen to the word of God. Get that word in you. You know, it's kind of an old story, but I think it's a great one. There's two old dogs, and they were fighting each other. And a kid asked an older guy with the two dogs, and he said, hey, these dogs are going to kill each other eventually. He said, yeah, eventually one's going to win. And he said, well, which one's going to win? And the old man said, the one you feed the most. That's the one that's going to win. What are you feeding right now? What are you feeding on? Could that be why you're depressed? Are you feeding on social media all day long, looking at other people's wonderful lives that look so amazing as they spew their lies about how great they are? And how they have these perfect marriages. Just for once, I want to see someone just tweet out, man, I really fought with my spouse today. Because then you go, oh, I can relate to that. Man, my kid just blew me off. And I'm her mother. Right? And I'm her dad. And I'm his dad. I mean, oh. I think most parents would go, oh, I'm going to like that one. So I can relate. That's not what you see, is it? Oh, here's my perfect kids, my perfect family, my perfect life. And oh, it's so great. It'll lead to depression because it's, it's not real. You're comparing your real world to a composite of highlights. And that will lead to depression. So focus on the right things. It doesn't mean I want you to focus on negativity, but focus on scripture, focus on God's word, focus on positive literature, read books that lift you up, uh, get, get some apps that do that. And so I, I have my apps. I mean, I, I use the version all the time, and it pops up, says, time to read again. I love that. So I encourage you to do that. Number two, please write this down. And this is where I'm going to challenge you and your beliefs to do something maybe you've never done before. Okay? You guys good with that? Guys, let me tell you why I'm saying this. It works. I, I didn't put any, I'm not going to add any commentary to whether you think it's kooky or weird. It works. That's why I like it. Okay? Here it is. Number two, change your language to faith-filled and positive. Now, you may think, oh, here comes a gobbledygook. Here comes a little positive faith guru, Mr. Anthony Robbins. No, that's not what we're saying. We're not saying that at all. In fact, I'm not actually saying that you deny what's going on in your life. I didn't say to deny it. It's okay to say, I have cancer. But why don't you say, I have cancer, but I'm going to beat it. See, I just changed the language, right? I'm single, but not for long. So you just add a little something to it, right? Why don't you add something positive to it? Instead of saying, man, I'm fat, you can say, you know, I'm, I'm bigger than I want to be, but I'm losing weight. So you just add something to it. It's amazing that add-on, the game changer it is. I hear people come up to me and talk to me. It's like, will you pray for me, Pastor? My life, just nothing goes right in my life. And the first thing I do is say, before I'm going to pray for you, let's stop and change your language. What? Did you hear yourself? Stop and listen to yourself. You just said, nothing goes right in my life. And they, they'll have their kids around them. I'm like, what did you just teach your children who are standing all around you? 
nothing goes right in mom's life. So now you, but then you're mad when they don't want to listen to you or follow you. Do you want to follow someone that nothing goes right in their life? No. <laughs> and first of all, some things do go right in your life. Look at all the little ones around you. That's going right. You got these beautiful children. You're in a great church. I'm a bit biased, I admit, but you're in a great church. <laughs> right? That's going right. We're having this great conversation. I believe this is going to be a God-changing moment for you. That's going to go right. So let's focus on the good things, right? Change your language. So we have to be very careful. It's amazing how people can, can somehow pull defeat out of the middle of a victory. There's something going great in their life, and, th- and they find a negative in it. It's like, why, why would you do that? Find the positive in it. Again, this, you may think, oh, that's just gobbledygook. Really no, it's not. In fact, the person who immediately put a defense up to it, I hate to break it to you, you need this more than anyone. The person right now who's going, oh, I don't, I'm not into all that, you may need to get into all that because you also happen to be not into all that and depressed. So maybe it's time to change the way we think so we can change the way we feel. If you don't change your thoughts, you can't change your feelings. Thoughts lead to better feelings, which lead to better actions. And then guess what? You get the actions going with those thoughts and feelings. Then it makes you do what? Come back around to more positive thoughts, better feelings, better actions. Back around to more positive thoughts, better feelings, better actions. How great does that sound? That's the right cycle. Instead of a cycle of failure, this is the positive cycle that you have going on in your life. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And so it's a virtuous cycle is what they call this. In the psychological literature, it's called a virtuous cycle. There's another way that you can speak about this, and that is you can just say that what a man sows, he shall reap. So you can get that positive cycle going. You ever heard that rich get richer, the poor get poorer? That's a cycle, right? I don't have any money, so I might as well go spend it all at the gas station. I walk in, I'm standing behind the field just trying to pay gas, and they're like buying all these lottos. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want so bad to say, stop, do the math. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever want to do that? Like, whoa, whoa, let me save you some time. Please don't do that. Put that in a mutual fund. You can create your own lotto, man. You know? But the truth is, is that people are, are, are doing what they've been taught. And so they just, these are people who say, oh, I'll, I'll never have anything. What they've done is they just relegated what they want to an outside source that they're hoping on. They're putting hope in something that statistically is almost none. The statistical chance you win the lotto are just as good whether you buy a ticket or not. And so it's just, there, there's just as much of a chance. So if that's your hope, you're going to be pretty hopeless. Instead, put your hope in the Lord, and then put your hope in what God teaches you in his word. And he teaches you to create a virtuous cycle. How does that start? Look at this. Let me show you a virtuous cycle. Let's, let's show you where God changes the language. He says in Joel 3, verse 10, Let the weak say, not I'm going to get strong, but I am strong. So a weak person is supposed to say, I am strong. And that may sound really funny, but it's really true. If you can do that, it, it, it's, it's powerful, right? And so let Amy Schumer say, I am pretty. Makes for a funny movie, but there's great truth in that. That if you will begin to speak yourself up, you will begin to live up to that. It's really true. I've known guys in high school, I'll never forget this, guys that had beautiful girlfriends, at least I thought at the time. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. He's dating her, and she just thought, oh, he's so great, and he's so good looking. And we're all like, is she legally blind? Does she not see? I don't understand. But the way he carried himself, it was like, yeah, I'm the man. And we're just like, no, you're not. I don't understand. You ever know someone like that? You're like, somehow they are convinced that they're really a stud. They're really hot. They're really beautiful. I'm like, who told them that? But then I realized, don't, don't break that, man. That's good. Let him live that lie. It's working for him. I mean, he's got this beautiful girlfriend, so maybe he, maybe there's some looking at him now. I'm going, 
hmm, maybe there's something I'm not seeing here. So it's actually making me change my mind. Isn't that funny how that works? You're like, maybe, maybe I'm not seeing something here. And so what happens if you believe it, the world begins to believe it. Isn't that crazy? If you believe it, the world begins to believe it. It really does matter what you believe. And so I want to encourage you, what this teaches us, it teaches you how to write an affirmation. Let the weak say, I am strong. It doesn't say, say, I'm going to get strong. Maybe one day I'll be strong. It says, I am. you got to speak it in the, uh, just write this down real quick. You want to say it out loud? In the affirmative present tense. Say it out loud in the affirmative present tense. I'm going to give you a couple of affirmations here in just a moment. 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. This is where David does this. David was greatly distressed. You could also put David was greatly depressed. It was an event. This was an event-focused depression. It was something happened to him. They stole all his stuff, stole his family. So he was very depressed. Obviously, he's very upset. Had every re- reason, right, to be... Let, let, let me say this real quick. Let me stop. Look right here. Look right here. Sometimes you have every right to be depressed. We're not saying it's wrong to go through a season of depression. You lose a loved one, yeah. Like that's, if you try to say, I'm just going to push through that, and I'm good, then what's going to happen is a year from now, you're going to be somewhere in the middle of nowhere and just break down because you never dealt with it. So do not believe for a second I'm suggesting that emotions are all bad. No, no. God gave us emotions for a reason. And so if you never think your marriage is bad, and it is bad, that's a problem. Then you look up and you won't be married because your wife or, or husband's going to be like, I had to leave you because you thought everything was great, and it wasn't. So having the emotion of, wow, I'm kind of blowing it, that leads you to change. Listen, I mean, conviction leads to repentance. So honor your emotions by recognizing them and saying, okay, what's this coming from, and what can I do about it? So I'm not suggesting that we ignore our emotions at all. God gave you emotions for a reason. And so they, it's an emote. It's emoting something that needs to be worked on in your life. So if you're frustrated about something, change it. I mean, that sounds simple. You're like, well, if I could, I would. No, you can. That's a lie you just said. If I could, I would. You can. You can do it. You can change. So you, you, you change your language. You just said you can't when you can. Most of the things we complain about in life can be changed, which means we should just work on changing rather than complaining. So I want encourage you to do that. And so I'm going to start focusing on the actual change. David was depressed, or I'm sorry, distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. They blamed him when their enemies came in while they were out fighting, and they had a camp with all their families and all their stuff, and they came back, and all the guys were all mad. My stereo's gone. David, I can't believe you, man. You know, the other people, my wife's gone, my kids. And so they wanted to go attack David, and David was like, this is not my fault. But he's dealing with the fact that he's, he's lost his family, but he's also dealing with the fact that these men that are so loyal to him are now saying, let's stone David. So he's like, I'm having to fight. You ever, you ever been there? You're like, I'm depressed, but I'm too busy to be depressed. I'm having to fight daily with this situation. So while I'm depressed, I got to keep feeding the kids. While I'm depressed, I got to still take you to piano lessons. While I'm depressed, I still got to get this thing done for my boss. While I'm depre- you know what I'm talking about? David's like, I, I still got to lead in this bad situation with, with everyone else. And so I don't get killed in this whole process. But I'm also dealing with this myself. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm too stressed to be depressed. I don't have time. And so this happens. And so this pileup of I'm really struggling, and then on top of that, I've got to go to 15 you know, holiday parties in the next 30 days. And so you can see how this compounds. David was greatly stressed for the people spoke of stoning him. But what did David do? David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. It doesn't say David prayed. I think it's interesting. He could have said David prayed, and he, David did pray a lot all through Scripture. But didn't say that here. He said he encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't have a podcast available, so he had to go talk to himself. I wonder what that looked like. 
wonder if David just walked around and was like, hey, hold on, hold on, David. Hold, let's talk, David. So you got to wait. Hey, guys, give me a moment. I need, I need to talk. Before you want to kill me, let me talk. Let me, let, me, let me go figure this out. I'll be back in a minute. He wanders off. He's all like, come on, David. You're better than this, man. You, dude, you killed the giant. Man, you, you took out the lion and the bear, and you were just a kid, and now you're the king. You got this. You can do this. Right? Talking himself up. I wonder if in those moments he remembered back the times when God had blessed him in a big way before. That always helps me. One of the things I like to do, I like to look back and think about my successes and then step into them. So it's like I just had this picture in my mind of like a time previously when we were in a big mess and God used my leadership or my teaching or something like that to, 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 uh, to, to bring massive change like in a very good way. Get that in your mind. Now before you go, well, that sounds arrogant, Bill. No, I want you to try it. Right now, when you're on mind, when you think back to a time when you're very successful, when something really worked, when you surprised yourself how well something went. We all have that moment, don't we? When you're like, dang, well, that actually worked out pretty good. And I know it sounds arrogant, but we're, we're real bad. We, we think humility means that we don't remember any of the good things God has done. That's ridiculous. You remember that. So right now, ladies, think about a time when you simply were just gorgeous. Think about a time when, when your husband or boyfriend went, whoa, Right? Think about that when you're getting ready in the morning. Just remember that, right? Think about a time when you just nailed it at work, man. You just did amazing, right, ladies? A time when you, or, or you just crushed it in school or, or, or in your relationships or, you know, some, some girl come up to you and says, oh, I just look up to you so much. You, you have no idea. Remember that. Mark that in your mind. Men, think about a time when you just came off as strong, or, 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 or sharp, or you just did a great leadership move, and people went, wow, man, did you see, do you know what you just said to me? What you just did? That's amazing how you just handled that situation. Think about that moment in the back of your mind. I don't care how far back you have to go. You're still that person. That's still your history, even if it was a long time ago. And we have to learn to recall those thoughts and take your best moments and recall those thoughts in your worst moments. Does this make sense? Well, pastors are ridiculous. Guys, listen to me. This helped me. This helped me tremendously. Do you hear my heart? I'm trying to help you right now. If you will do this, you can overcome whatever you're going through. To think, yeah, yeah, okay. You know what? So as a leader, I'm like, Phew, a couple weeks away from an offering. We need the largest amount we've ever done. This is crazy. I don't know. And I'm going, hold on, hold on last year we needed a big amount and God came through. And I mean like 10 years ago we wouldn't needed an insane amount. We were not even half the size church we are now and God came through. And 20 years ago I moved to this town and was totally broke, had nothing. And God came through. So who am I to doubt God now? Does that make sense? So I stack up those victories. I just stack them up like bricks. And I lay all those bricks around and I step right into it and I go, yep, I'm still the same guy with all these victories around me. So now, what do we got to face today? Does that help somebody? You have that in you. Rely upon those victories, and it starts by changing your language. Romans 8, 31, this is a great verse. This is my dad's favorite verse, by the way. He's a very godly man. He says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Isn't that a great verse? You should memorize that verse this week. That is so good. If God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, that's pretty quick to memorize, right? That's done. Got it. Let's say it together. Ready? One, two, three. If God is for us, who can be against us? Say it again with passion. If God is for us, who can be against us? Isn't that great? 
Romans 8.31 says that in the NIV. What, what God is saying there is that I'm on your side. I'm on your team. Oh, man, I'm losing a life. But LeBron's on your team. Jesus is on your team. You got Steph Curry. He's like, I got this, man. Just pass me the ball. I've got it. We're on the same team. When I win, you win. You're on the same team. Jesus is on your team. God is with you. Everywhere you go, he's with you. Isn't that great? Which means that you are not alone. He's got this. Romans 8, 37 says this. It goes on to say, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now, I've written out two different little quick affirmations that I want to give you. And you, these may seem cheesy and funny to you. Write your own. If you, well, that's not a very mature one. Fine, write a mature one for you, okay? I'm just going to give you these that, that make me feel good, get me positive. And so I just, I just randomly wrote this, but you should tailor make one for whatever you are facing. Here they are. Here's, here's two I wrote down. I am an attractive person filled with incredible talent and potential. I am a and full of energy. Today is my opportunity to show the world just how great God is in me. Doesn't that make you feel good? There's no way you can stay depressed if you read this to yourself every day. You will not. Listen to me, listen. You can't stay depressed. No human mind can withstand the constant barrage of positive faith thoughts and stay depressed. You can't. Good luck. You will not be able to stay depressed if you fill your mind like this. There was a study done years ago of, of people who had cancer, uh, and they were and, and they weren't sure if it was curable. And so they uh, they had a control group start to say this to themselves every day, all the time, repeatedly. They said, "I feel great. I feel terrific." And guess what? The results were pretty amazing. How many more people were healed of their cancer simply by still taking their medicine, still going to chemo? Yes, still doing what the doctor told you to do. Still changing your diet. All I'm not saying don't do all that too. But why don't you add, I feel great. I feel terrific. If you're dealing with sickness, if you're dealing with physical pain like, like, like I do, it's a big deal for me to stand here before you right now and say, I feel great. I feel terrific. Does that make sense? It's a powerful thing. You say, well, what if, what if I don't? Say it anyways. Say it. Well, that, that's faking it. I'm, I don't want to fake it. Don't fake it. Faith it. You're not faking it, you're faithing it. I believe, so I'm going to say, I feel great, you know? Hey, struggling in your marriage right now? Real simple, say, I am in love. I'm in love with my spouse. You say that all the time, I'm telling you, it's a game changer, right? Men, I want to tell you something right now. This is powerful. There's a miracle in your mouth, men. There really is. Men, I'm going to say something that's, that, that's going to offend some ladies in here, but I'm going to say it because I know there's some people that need some help right now. Men, if you're not attracted to your wife anymore right now, that's on you, not on her. Because here's what's going on. First of all, you're totally comparing her to people that aren't real. They're not. They're actors getting just the right angles and doing who knows what you're looking at. I will tell you this. Shut that stuff down and start to say, I have a beautiful wife. If you'll begin to say that when she's not around, it'll come out of your mouth by default when she is around, and you'll see her differently. You'll rem it, you're reminding yourself what made you fall in love with her. Listen, I told a guy one time that came up to me, and he said, you know, my wife, she's ugly. He literally said that to me. I want to slap him. And I looked at him and I said, your ugly words made it. I said, you created that, bro. If you begin to say my wife is beautiful, you'll bring out her beauty. It's on you. You can bring out her beauty or her ugliness. Either way, it's on you. Our words are powerful. There is a miracle in your mouth. Speak people up. Speak yourself up. Don't be afraid to do that. It's important that we learn to talk positive about ourselves and about others. Turn to the person next to you right now and say, I am an attractive person. 
filled with incredible talent and potential. I am alive and full of energy. Today is my opportunity to show the world just how great God is in me. There you go, it's true. It's really true. Turn back to the person right next to you and say, do you know you get to sit next to me? Just let them know right now. How cool is that? What an honor it must be to sit next to me. Speak yourself up and then speak others up as well. It's a game changing. It may seem simple. It works. I'm telling you right now. I tell my kids every day the same thing. And those of you who've been in church a long time know what I'm going to say. I look at them and I say, you're destined for, and they say back to me, greatness. And even though my daughter's 15 years old and she's a typical teenage girl, I say, you're destined for, every morning when I drop her off at school and she goes, greatness. But guess what? She's got it in her head, and she knows that. And there's going to be a critical moment in her life, and she's going to rely on that. It's worth it. Put that stuff in their brains and put it in your own brain. Change your language to faith-filled and positive. It's a game changer if you do that. Did you know, by the way, that there's been behavioral research that's discovered that we tell, when we speak to ourselves internally, there's an internal dialogue going on inside of us, 77% of what we think or say to ourselves is negative. 77%. Here's why I bring this up. The Bible says take captive your thoughts, right? It says let the weak say I'm strong. What that means is this, train your brain. If you want to not be depressed, a depressed mind is simply an untrained mind. There's enough negativity in this world, negativity in this world that if you go untrained, it, listen, a fat body is just an untrained eater. That's all that is. It's just, you know, I went to the store and there were chips there. Just because the chips are there doesn't mean you buy them. I mean, that doesn't mean you buy it, right? I'm sorry, honey, I came home with a Ferrari. Why? It was there. You're going to have a real financial problem if you buy something just because it's there. If you eat whatever just because it's in front of you, doesn't mean you eat it. And so an untrained, right, an untrained body, they say when someone gets in shape, they go, well, I've been doing what? Training. That gets you in shape. Guys, we have untrained minds. There's no one depressed here. It's an untrained mind if it's long-term. Now, again, we're going to go through seasons. We're going to go through difficulties. It happens. Hurts happen. If, if you're, you can be in great physical shape and have an injury, and you've got to rehab that. You gotta, we get injuries here too, don't we? Mentally, I've got to rehab that. And so, and when that happens, what, what do they do in rehab? They're like, oh, yeah, you can't do squats right now. No, a good, a good person rehab is going to no, that's the first thing we're going to do is squats. But it hurts. Yep. And you're going to pretend like it doesn't hurt and give me five squats. But I can't. Lighten the weight. Lighten the weight until you can do it. Do air squats. There's not even weight on me. I know. Just, just bend over. Oh, do it again. See you tomorrow. We can do some more. And you're like, this is torture. But then six weeks later, you go, man, they're, they're miracle workers here. No, they're not. They teach you how to train yourself. That's what they do. Train your mind the same way. You got to begin to teach your mind what to think about. Teach yourself what to say. And here's what I love about saying this is because I have one mouth and two ears. So what I say coming down of my mouth has an even bigger impact on myself because I hear it in stereo. So what you say matters. I want to encourage you to say the right thing. Change your language. Number three, got to go real quick here. Number three, encourage others. Get your eyes off yourself. It says in Scripture in Hebrews chapter 10, think of ways to encourage one another to outbursts of love and good deeds, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage and warn each other. Another scripture in Thessalonians 5 says, 1 Thessalonians 5, excuse me, says encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing. And so I want to encourage you to encourage other people. You want to become happy? You want to get over your depression? Help other people who are down. You say, well, but that doesn't help me. Oh, yes, it does. You have no idea how much it helps you. You want to encourage yourself, feel better about yourself? Pour, back, pour into the people you love. 
Pour into people you don't love. It will make you feel better. Encourage other people. And the last one is this. I'm going I'm to summarize it pretty quickly. Number four. Set goals and do something towards them every day. Set goals and do something towards them every day. Can I be honest with you? You're not broken. You're just unfocused. That's it. You're not broken. You're just reactionary. Anytime something happens, someone says something, some negative thing in a day, and it just, it just owns you. We shouldn't let that stuff own us. Take ownership of your mind. Someone comes at you, something negative, you say, you're not bringing me down. You're not bringing me down. I'm up because of who God made me to be. I'm up because I have a purpose and a plan. God has big things for me. I'm not going to get down. I'm not going to let that happen. So what do you do? Proverbs 13, 12 says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Quit putting off what you want and start doing it now. Don't put it off. doesn't mean you're going to get everything you want right now, but you can start preparing for it now, right? Prepare for it now. In Ecclesiastes 11, 2, this is interesting, and I want to close on this. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth. That may sound like a negative verse, but it's actually very positive. What this is meaning is that, you know, you know, if you will just spread out the successes, when something goes bad, you'll have other things going good. This is, not only is it a financial principle here to basically diversify your investments, so if one stock goes down, hopefully another one goes up, or if the whole market goes down, hopefully not everything's in the market, maybe you've got some real estate on the side, or you've got another business over here, and so, you know, something can pick up here or there, and, and so it can kind of make things better. And so when I find people who are really depressed, they put all their eggs in one basket, and when that one basket goes down, my whole life went down. When I hear single people say, oh, I'm dating this girl, she's awesome, or he's awesome. Oh, they're just my world. Probably won't last then, because nobody can take that pressure. One person shouldn't be your world. Jesus is my world. Jessica's my wife. And I love her. And she's amazing. But I will tell you, Jesus is my world before I met her. And here's the funny thing about that. Because of that, that was attractive to her, as it was to me that Jesus is her world. Does that make sense? Mom, if your whole world, my whole world, is how my kids are behaving day to day, how do you think that's going to go? My whole world is my income. My whole world is my physical shape. My whole world. Can you see the problem here? Maybe I should work out and also think about my financial life. Maybe I should try to make as much money as I can, but also save something and diversify that money. Maybe I should love my relationship, but also love myself enough to improve my life and not make my whole happiness based upon whether you're cool with me today. Maybe we should have more than one thing going on. Grow your life. When you're depressed, that's an emotion. That should lead you, listen, listen, emotion should lead you to motion. Take action. Attack your lack. Go after that problem and fix it. Don't disguise it with a pill. Fix the problem. You need medicine, fine. But the truth is, most of us don't. We need to face what we need to fix. Fix it. And guess what? Surprise, surprise. You won't be depressed anymore. In fact, you don't even have to quite get to the solution. Just being on your way. I don't have to hit a certain weight. I just want to be losing weight. Right? I don't have to have a certain amount of money in the bank. I just want to be make sure the next month there's a little more than it was last month. I'm growing something. I'm being responsible with this. I don't have to be the most spiritual person in the world. I just want to make sure I'm a little closer to Jesus today than I was yesterday. Would you bow your heads with me? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Would we take a moment to pray today? I want to encourage you that God has a great plan for your life. God loves you. He wants to bless you.
And if you're depressed today, you need to train your mind to know that Jesus loves you. Focus on that. He has a plan for your life. You're destined for great things. You really are. And it begins by going to God and saying, God, I need you. Help me, Lord, to simply apply these four simple principles today. God can do that in and through you. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, those of you who need to make a commitment to one of these principles, maybe just look at your paper and circle one right now. Lift your hand high to God and say, God, this week I'm going to focus on this one. Would you do that? I mean, here, do you need to lift your hand and say, okay, God, I'm going to focus on this one principle. Just, just do that. Find one that really will help. Maybe it's encouraging others. Say, you know what, this, Lord, I'm going to get my eyes off myself. I'm going to encourage other people. Maybe I'm going to join the life group. That'd be a great thing to do. That's a great way to meet together. Maybe you start serving in the church. It's a great way to encourage other people. Maybe for you, it's, I'm going to change my language. I'm going to quit saying I'm, I'm, I'm divorced. I'm going to change it to I'm single and available and looking. And I believe God has someone for me. Change your language. You know? Don't say I'm broke. Say I'm building. I'm grinding. I'm starting from, from the bottom floor, but I'm going to build something big. Change your language. Every head bowed, right closed. If you never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, He died for you. He gave His life for you to pay the price for all your sins. All your mistakes have been nailed to the cross, and then He paid the price for them and then rose again. Now, His power is available to you as well. You get a relationship with Him, but a, a benefit of knowing Jesus is you get His power to help you turn your life around. That begins with a relationship with Jesus right now. With your head bowed, your eyes closed, pray this prayer with me. We're going to pray it out loud together. You can say, Dear Jesus, I realize I need you. I believe you died for me. You paid the price for my sin. And you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name we pray. Amen. Isn't God good? His word is so true.